Hey, welcome into uh, Church Time Tulsa. My name is Austin Hoxie, and uh, I'm your host today. And you are joining us for episode one. So thanks for being with you. Really do hope today that you're encouraged, exhorted, inspired to follow Jesus because the church is the hope of the world. Was, is, will be. And especially if you're living in Tulsa, because I'm living in Tulsa, it's time for the church. But if you're living somewhere else, uh, you too can be encouraged, inspired, exhorted. And uh, I hope you experience Jesus and uh, continue to follow him. And if you never met him, Man, find someone that looks like maybe they know him and ask them how to read the Bible with them, and you'll be shocked at how glorious it is when you start discovering that God himself speaks and communes with us. Um, but here, episode one, uh, in all these episodes, I want, really want to try and drive us down to a specific question, and today, the question is all going to zero in around, is your life relevant? Like, does it impact anybody this week? Like, because you are a part of the church, a part of the broader body of Christ, a follower of Jesus, does that have any impact on those around us? And if not, I don't think that's a God issue or a them issue. I think it's an us issue. And so I want to kind of land there. Um, and so that's kind of where we're going. But in reality, most of you guys don't know me because this is to the internet. Um, my wife and I, let's see, I met her in 2005. My first encounter with God that I was cognitive of, uh, I was 19. Um, and something inside of me was set off of like, if this is real, if God is real, if he really communes with us, I want to know him. And so that set me off into, well, maybe I should read this book. And so sure enough, I started reading the Bible and, you know, whatever it is, 17, 18, 19 years later, I haven't put it down yet. Um, and what I'm finding is this book continues to be literally like the fingerprints of God, like the invitation to discover and know Him. And it's defined my life. The prayer that has come out of it since 2005 is Jesus I want a completely biblical worldview. And like kind of the weird way to, to think about it is like I literally want uh, uh, the, my body to be like, like, like so connected with God emotionally, spiritually, even physically that when I read the book, I not only discover God, but when people experience me, read me, they discover God. And, you know, we're 20 years in and, We'll see how long it takes to arrive, but Moses' face glowed, and so maybe mine will one day. Anyways, focus. Um, so anyways, that's, that's where we're going today. Uh, uh, a little bit more. I met my wife in 2005. We got married, had four kids. Um, my oldest is 15. My youngest is nine. And so we're very much in like the throes of, we're kind of JV parents. We're definitely not C-team parents but we're just on the cusp of varsity. And so that's kind of where we're at. Um, and we got married in 2007, met in 2005, married in 2007. And uh, uh, we joined a couple planting a church in Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, I kind of grew up in the area as a military kid. My wife's an East Texas girl. And uh, so we planted a church there in 2010, had been doing that 
up until 2022, where we moved here to Tulsa, Oklahoma, to start a new church. And a big part of um, this podcast and why I'm learning how to uh, do this is uh, probably seven or eight years ago, in the middle of our time in Fort Collins, I was spending time with God one day, and I felt like Holy Spirit interrupted me and asked me a question. And I felt like he asked me, he said, Austin, if Paul, you know, the apostle Paul, you know, wrote a lot of the New Testament, if he was alive today, would he plant churches online? And I've been thinking about that question since then, and I'm not sure I know the answer. (laughs) I don't know if there's a right or wrong, but it's just shocking at how this thing, this thing, how the internet has opened up our capacity as the church, not only to be connected, to be one, to encourage each other in the Lord, but also to seek and save the hurting and broken all over the world. And so anyways, this is all uh, uh, kind of playing into our time here in Tulsa. As I moved here, uh, I started running into uh, cultural differences. And now cultural differences, what are you talking about? Um, there could be cultural differences in like the political sense, like a red state versus a blue state. Um, we moved from a blue state into a very red state. And that's, again, not right or wrong, but how we think and how culture around us perceives things like COVID, things like weed, things like alcohol are all colored through kind of this cultural lens. And as I'm starting to see these different things here in Tulsa, I'm seeing some positives, some negatives, but really it's challenging me is what is the kingdom culture? And how in our church that I'm a part of planting and pastoring, as well as the broader churches, how can we encourage, inspire each other on to live out this kingdom culture in such a way where Tulsa or whatever your city in or your little pocket of blue or your little pocket of red can start being infused with the kingdom where the reality and the presence of God is in our normal discourse around politics, around entertainment, around work, around family. And I believe it's possible and I believe that's the role of the church. As I said, Church was the hope of the world, it is, and it will be. Like the church is God's only plan. There's not a plan B. It's us being connected to Him and to each other on a journey of discovering and living out this kingdom culture. So that's a little a little bit of backstory on me and how I got here. Um, another uh, big piece of this um, I was an athlete throughout, you know, my grown up years and the idea of jerseys was a significant thing. And my time in Colorado, 2010 started and I rolled on to Colorado State University and here I am fired up, 24, zealous, everyone is going to get saved and we're going to preach the gospel and everyone else around me is wrong because I have the answer. There's a very arrogant, uh, perception and in that first year, it was very challenging If you've ever started a new business, planted a church, um, there's a lot of running into yourself, running into other things that are hindering what you would say is the ideal solution. And God's good. He's faithful. He takes all things, really does, you know, lend it to our good. But that first year, it was a lot of running into ourself. Um, 
a couple people got saved. We saw a few kind of crazy, miraculous things. Kind of jumped up to 30 people, then went back down to two people and got through that first year and in some ways was kind of like, wow, we have failed. Like, what are we doing with our lives? So working that out, going into year two, still young, still zealous, a little bit more humility in my life. But the the uh, Holy Spirit gave me this picture of the soccer team. And in the soccer team, you know, there's one goal. And the goal is to get the soccer ball into the other team's soccer goal. And everybody has on a colored jersey that's the same. And so he starts talking to me in this analogy about how the church is actually designed to be on the same team, to have the same goal. That same goal ultimately being knowing Jesus and making him known. And, and then I started thinking, through, well, how does that work? And in college ministry or even in church settings, there's a lot of like looking over at their shoulder. Are they successful? Did they do it? Are they doing it right? Are they even any fun? Are they even like preaching the real gospel? And, that, and you just get in this like weird, like, let's all see where we stack up. And in that, it's a real yucky feeling. But the image of the church being on the same team has been um, shockingly impactful to my life because I didn't realize how much internal judgments I had towards them or to them and to them. And in my time in Fort Collins, uh, two of my closest friends, one was a Catholic priest, another was kind of a hardcore reformed evangelist. And then there's me, who's very much maybe a little bit on, on the more liberal theologically and um, exploring and discovering what's possible in God. And all of us essentially became friends as we built relationship, built trust, but ultimately all had the same goal. We want to know God and we want to make him known. Our context was Colorado State University. And so it was a really beautiful thing and it really challenged my understanding of church and my perception of church. Um, so moving into Tulsa, here we go. Uh, there's several different things that happened. And, and um, one of the, the uh, big rocks in our journey moving into Tulsa was that uh, I ended up having a stroke. And I had a stroke about six months before we were supposed to move. So this would have been November of 2021. And so here I am. This is somewhat crazy of an experience. My kids are all like, is dad going to live? Uh, you know, is my brain going to work? Am I gonna... It was a miracle. Walked out of the hospital, brain fully recovered, uh, played a lot of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, kind of doing rehab. Some people do Sudoku. I was playing Zelda, which was pretty awesome. Um, if you have an addictive personality, don't pick it up because it will steal a month of your life. Um, but great stroke recovery. So anyways, that was a December, but the cause of my stroke was I had a hole in my heart. And so earlier in that year, my wife and I, we started praying, we're going to move to Tulsa. But one of the things God was really highlighting is uh, that proverb, a hope deferred makes a heart sick, but a longing fulfilled. It's like the wellspring of life. And through different interactions, we felt like Tulsa very much represented the heart. And we started praying, God, restore the heart. So then sure enough, uh, what's wrong with me? Why'd I have a stroke? Well, I had a hole in my heart. So January, they put a stint in there. You know, they wrap it all up. It's magical what medicine does. Um, and mm, five months later, May comes around and 
our uh, cardiologist is like, Austin, your heart has been restored. And so we end up moving three weeks later to Tulsa. But we all feel like it's connected. Like Tulsa itself very much is, we feel like, the heart of, in some ways, America. Like it's incredible. The amount of uh, um, diversity here, the amount of uh, energy that naturally comes in, gets refined to be sent out. Even in church culture, the the idea of, uh, um, you know, what's happened in Tulsa with, with the amount of sending organizations with with Rama, with different different organizations that have multiplied out and sent people out to the nations. The amount of resources here getting sent out, it's incredible. Even the, the native heritage going back, uh, you know, the very word itself means to gather. What's happening at the park, the gathering place. Uh, it, it Literally everything in Tulsa represents what we perceive as a heart. All the blood coming in to all of it being sent out, getting refined, getting pumped out to empower, to equip, to allow the body to do what it's doing. So here we are, we're praying this, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden, I actually have a hole in my heart that gets fixed. Wow, this is amazing. This must really be God. And so here, my wife and I are coming in 2022. This is our prayer. This is what I believe God's doing. As I met with different uh, people around the city and started to discover these different spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers, people here, uh, that's very much resonated. It's, it's got, got kind of a different language, but at the end of the day, God is moving in our city, and we get to be a part of it. And it's not this abstract far out. He is actually training up, raising up, moving in not just me, but in all these different churches where we're on the same team, wearing the same jersey, and he's actively bringing that kingdom culture to impact and influence every aspect of our city so that it could get sent to the nations of the earth. In the process, discovering more and more who he is and allowing him to be known everywhere we go. Now, that's amazing. That's grandiose. It's like, that's what I want to be a part of. Yeah, duh. But then there's the practical question of how. Y'all hear that? Like, how do you start a business? How do you start a church? How does the church just all of a sudden influence every aspect of society? How does the city all of a sudden just get restored? And the person that does know that is God himself. God himself, via the Holy Spirit, lives inside of us. His role, according to the book, is to lead us and guide us in all truth. So he tells us what we're doing. He gets us all fired up. And then the question, the practical of how, is a real question that is going to take us back to landing this plane today. Is your life in God impacting anything around you this week? If not, I would suggest this question or this idea of what God's doing is really exciting, but not necessarily something that you're going to be a part of. The beauty in this kingdom culture 
is that God doesn't force. He doesn't make. He doesn't require. In everything, he is inviting us to be with him, to do what he's doing. Galatians 5 is one of my favorite texts in the Bible, but it says it's for freedom Christ set us free. It is so that we have a choice, to spend our choice on him. And so Church Time Tulsa, what I want to ask you is, is your life in Jesus? Is your choice of your life moving in such a way where it's impacting people around you? Or is your life in God? Is your life, your choice, really building itself around normal culture, which is comfort, which is kind of self-protection? which is control. Because this idea of us partnering, us being on the same team as the church, moving with God, restoring the heart, is going to start with us being relevant because we are using our choice to follow him in our own lives today. Moving here, one of the things I love, I love, I love is disc golf. And Tulsa has an amazing disc golf community. If you've never thrown some plastic, leave some comments below. I would love to go throw with you. But what I love about the disc golf world is it's very welcoming. And so very easy to make friends. And so for the last year and a half, I've been making friends. And when, when you're out walking, you know, a typical round is about two hours and you're with a couple people. And so what do you do for two hours? You just talk. Um, and so I would, as I got more familiar with people, built some trust, I would ask people to question, hey, what is the church's role in society? And you know, you get a lot of different answers. But when I probed a little bit, I'm like, is the church doing anything in your life this week? What I landed on this is probably six, seven, eight people, was generally a sense where the church is irrelevant in people's lives. It's not because the church isn't trying, and it wasn't because there's a great churches in Tulsa. Um, it, it, it's not like the church is just a, a failure, but I, I think what I discovered is in our city, there's a general sense that I am a Christian, but the idea that I'm expending my choice to choose to follow Jesus in such a way that impacts friends, co-workers, even people I don't know, is a foreign thought. And it's led to some level of the church is just irrelevant in a lot of people's lives in our city because it doesn't do anything in their life. Or those people aren't actively going into a church building to seek those, whatever their needs are. And so I believe a, a huge part of us partnering with God, restoring the heart in the city of Tulsa, or really partnering with God with whatever city you're at, whatever family, workplace, neighborhood you're at, is starting with Hey, how am I looking at and following Jesus this week 
And is it, am I using my choice to step outside of me for the sake of others? Maybe in generosity, in using my words to encourage, build up, to actually communicate with people that I'm praying for them, to even go as far as to share the good news of Jesus with people. That's not a high bar, but it has to be a starting point for every single one of us. Otherwise, it's comfort, self-protection, you know, our Hulu, Disney+, Plus, Amazon Prime, Max, HBO Max, Netflix, whatever your next subscription is, where we just kind of give ourselves over to comfort and, in some ways, apathetic idleness. And uh, there's some words in Revelation 3 that... That's a tough spot to be. So that's my invitation for you guys. I really appreciate you checking in. Every week, uh, I will be sure to communicate how I personally am trying to, not trying, am choosing to spend my choice to follow after Jesus uh, and invite, impact those around me. Um, Right now, this week, and really for the foreseeable future, it's, reading a few book of Proverbs and Holy Spirit kind of coerced me in a very gentle, kind way to fast sugar in the month of February. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And I'm sure I'm going to get to see where all of my comfort choices are so I can choose to look at Jesus instead because he is the comforter. So that's what I got. Church time Tulsa. Church is the hope of the world. It was, it is, it will be. And our call to disciple all nations, to transform our cities, is not just busy work. It's what God's doing, and I want to invite you to be a part of it. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you around the internet.